0: Hello and welcome to another episode of At Home with Eastbrook Homes. My name is Eric Hulkerin and on this episode, we talk to Brad Mooney from Eastbrook Homes. It's funny
1: when you do volunteer work, you never think you have time for it, but once you do it, you wonder why you're not doing
0: it more. And Joel Ryder from Home Repair Services about the amazing work that they do in our community. We uh, we look at our work as if it's a
2: bucket of home ownership, somebody else poured into the bucket, He knows there's holes in the bottom of the bucket. So we try to plug as many as we can. Hope you enjoy the episode.
0: And my guest today from Eastbrook Homes, Brad Mooney, and from Home Repair Services, Joel Ryder. Joel, Brad, welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having having us. So, Joel, I want to start with you because if people are watching this episode of the Eastbrook Homes podcast and they're not really sure what home repair services is or what it does, can you walk us through what it is and what it does? Absolutely. So, uh, we're a nonprofit. We've
2: been around for uh, a little over 40 years, uh, 41 to be exact. Uh, and we were started uh, really as a as an answer to the phone call for folks that were in houses that they couldn't uh, quite afford to keep up on the maintenance. And so maybe someone would uh, wake up in, the, in a January morning and the furnace wouldn't kick on. And so this is an opportunity for, uh, for somebody to respond to that call and say, we're here to help and make sure you got a warm house to live in. So uh, we, we still operate a repair program, which is quite robust. We have six uh, folks on the road every day making repairs throughout Kent County. Kent County is our full footprint and it's health and safety repairs for lower income folks um, and other uh, vulnerable populations so that they can stay in their homes, be safe. Uh, They contribute a small amount towards the repair and then uh, through uh, generous philanthropic partners and municipal government partners uh, we're able to cover the rest of the balance to get, uh, get their home safe. So we do a lot of things like wheelchair ramps, uh, bathroom modifications for seniors to ensure they can access uh, a shower stall safely, keep roofs from leaking, lots and lots of plumbing issues, uh, electrical issues, those kind of things to just ensure somebody's home is a safe environment for them to continue to live in. And the other side of our work uh, is to uh, help people to do it themselves. So we, uh, we have a full suite of programs that are, are targeted at anybody who's interested in learning a new skill. It's, um, you know, how to drywall, how to do ceramic tile in the home, how to hang kitchen cabinets, install flooring, things like that. Uh, we do a kitchen remodeling program, which is geared to not do it for people, but to do it alongside them, to, to provide the coaching and the support and access to low-cost materials so they can remodel their kitchens. We do a home inspection program that's absolutely free. We we provide uh, an opportunity for a homeowner to walk through their home with our professional to help uh, spot things that maybe they've overlooked or just not aware of. And then uh, finally, our last program in that area is to uh, support people with financial education, how to budget, how to understand credit scores, how to get the right homeowner insurance, that kind of thing. And then uh, if somebody runs stuck and gets a little behind on their mortgage or property taxes, counselors will help them uh, avoid the spiral of foreclosure. So we, uh, we look at our work as if it's a bucket of homeownership. somebody else poured into the bucket. We know there's holes in the bottom of the bucket so we try to plug as many as we can whether it's teaching or coming alongside with a, a low-cost repair that kind of thing. We want to keep as many of these homeowners throughout Kent County in their homes. Um, because it's often the diversity we find in our homeownership ranks. Uh,
0: so we want to ensure that we're an equitable place to, to live. Brad, obviously, the last time you and I spoke, we were talking about rising lumber costs. And so you on this episode, can you explain your connection to this organization and kind of how you got involved?
1: Well, we put together a team, you know, we were contacted and, um, you know, as Joel explained, They have a need for building ramps, so we've built a number of ramps over the years, sometimes repairing porches, and really, uh, as we've been involved, it's just helped people to get in and out of their homes. I've been amazed over the years how many people are trapped in their homes. They don't even have the opportunity to get outside and see the sunshine, and uh, I remember one lady specifically that was just so grateful, and it really was to feel the sun on her face so she was able to get outside.
0: Wow. So, Joel, how do you land at Home Repair Services? Like, what is your story to to get you to this point?
2: So, um, I personally uh, spent uh, 22 years in the the home construction business uh, on the for-profit side, did modular housing, uh, transitioned out of that and got into senior living. Uh, where I would, you know, talk to folks about moving away from their single-family residence into a a community of sorts. Um, And I did that for five years. And then I came here, and this really combined both of those activities of having having some knowledge of construction and and running repair crews. Uh, And then also meeting the needs of seniors. Uh, 60% of our clients, uh, in terms of our repair support, are over the age of 60. So it just kind of combined a lot of my background. Uh, I've been a donor to this organization for many years personally, and so I was aware of it, and uh, it just felt like a great fit uh, and to combine purpose and paycheck,
0: pretty rare. Absolutely, yes. And the goal, I think, for most of us, right, is to figure out how to, how to get those two, that Venn diagram to get a little bit closer. So, Joel, you know, it goes without saying, we're in a global pandemic, which has changed everything so what has it been like for your organization both on the home repair side so you're going into people's houses to fix things and and we're heading into a season where the furnaces and and leaks and sort of things are going to manifest and then the second question would be you know what is what's the class look like at 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 this point Are, are you doing them virtually how does that work
2: so we are an essential organization, uh,
0: responding again to those uh,
2: critical and emergent health and safety concerns for, for someone's home. So we've stayed open throughout the pandemic. Um, we've uh, been able to keep the crews going and our subcontractors have been great as well. Uh, the phones did die down quite a bit in March and April as people were just hunkering in a little bit and waiting to see how this was gonna play out. Uh, but at some point, uh, homeowners are you know, having a scale where uh, what's the greater need, what's the greater urgency, uh, making sure my roof doesn't leak and having somebody come onto the property or, or staying in my bubble. And so a lot of folks have said, gee, that, that's the greater risk. And we're taking great precautions uh, when we call to, to schedule an appointment for somebody. They're going to know that our team has had a health check that morning, and they're going to know that we're not running temperatures and feeling sick and having symptoms. And then we ask the same of our homeowners. So don't invite us into your home if you've had symptoms or running a temperature, that kind of thing. Uh, and then we do great, great precautions relative to social distancing, mask wearing, PPE, making sure. Uh, one of the one of the things we've had to say to homeowners is. Uh, it's you know oftentimes when we've come and worked on your bathroom for instance maybe you've joined us in the bathroom to kind of watch what's going on and be over a shoulder of our worker and we just have to say that's that's not something we can do at this time uh we'll show you afterward when we're done you can walk in we'll be you know distanced apart and we'll share exactly what we did and how we did it and that kind of thing so it's worked quite well um and again folks are in a position where there's just some things that they can't, they can't let go too long without that becoming the greater risk to their personal health than COVID. As far as the workshops, that's the one thing I can say today that we, we've had to pause and it's still on pause is to bring people into our building. We hate to do it, but uh, it's just for, for the safety of all involved. We pivoted to virtual classes for our financial education and that's gone really well. But when we teach somebody how to do drywall and teach them how to do ceramic tile, there's the power in it is actually practicing it. And uh, well, that's the secret sauce. So we're gonna, we're gonna sit tight until we can get uh, some form of the workshop back up and running where we can bring the secret sauce
0: back into the mix. Because Brad, I would imagine it's very difficult to figure out how to drywall by just watching a YouTube video as opposed to kind of getting your hands and, and touching those sorts of things, right?
1: Absolutely. And I'm ready to hire some of those people once they learn the skill because <laughs> as our industry is booming, you know, we'd love to have more people get into the trades. But no, you're absolutely right. You have to do it a few times and having the advice of the people who know how to do it, their, their classrooms, their workshops are great. You know, and, and like you asked, how was I involved? Part of it is just knowing what they do and the fact that they're actually teaching people to take care of themselves It gives you a lot better feeling to get behind an organization like this
0: one of the things joel that that i often say in my own house i am not handy i'm certainly creative but i'm not handy and you know my wife will often laugh at me because if i'm able to fix something in the house it's like i've won the super bowl so you know (laughs) these these classes i can feel the power of wanting to be in person and know how to do things like that because when you're able to accomplish that in your own home It's a big deal. That sense of pride is a big deal because you've invested in this home and your ability to fix drywall, install a door, do a garbage disposal, those sorts of things. Can you talk about the the power of that pride of being able to fix your own home? Yeah, that's huge. I often say, you know, confidence is contagious and uh,
2: just uh, doing some small things around is it builds confidence, building a, a toolbox of skills, so to speak. Uh, gives you that confidence to tackle one more thing, and try one more thing, and you know what? You're not going to master everything. Um, when we teach workshops, after two hours, we're often we're saying to people, you know, that does not mean you're going to go in and rewire your electrical panel. <laughs> but if we can teach you to change a, a switch out, yeah, that's a good start. And again, it's that level of going, you know, this wasn't as bad as I thought. I've got some aptitude here. Um, And then what else can I tackle in the home? One of the things we do is we teach workshops, five workshops on a repeating basis. So it's basic electrical, basic drywall, basic plumbing repair, and then we do kitchen cabinet installation and we do ceramic tile. Those five courses or workshops were selected because those feed into remodeling your kitchen. If you do those five workshops, there's a good chance you'll be a graduate and move on to our Remodeling Together program. And uh, we picked kitchens very intentionally. If somebody remodels their kitchen and pulls it off well, they're going to probably walk away from that and go there's not much else left in my house that I won't feel confident to at least explore trying. Why can't I do a bathroom? Um, It's still some of the same plumbing skills I've learned and I probably do ceramic tile in there as well and I might deal with some some drywall repair and moving some outlets or adding outlets. So, these are all things that become not only contagious, but are skills that are transferable within the footprint of their home. Um, why pay a professional to come out and do very simple things? Uh, first of all, there's great demand for those folks, so even getting them there at home is hard, um, and then saves you a lot of money. And and then you you just never know how where that
0: one little repair might take you moving forward. Well, and, and that's my next question, Joel, and to you, Brad, as well, is because, you know, what you guys are doing with this organization is amazing. And then there's this, you you just sort of hit on it a second ago. Then there's this also, this thing out in the water of, of these skilled trades, and there's just not enough people interested in working with their hands. And so I'm wondering to you too, you know, is there is there a tentacle of that with home repair services where maybe people kind of get that spark of insight where they start with a class and they go this is plumbing is my my thing like I didn't know plumbing was my thing but now like how do I do more plumbing we have had folks that uh, you know and you don't have to be a homeowner to take our workshops you can be
2: somebody who says that's going to be me one day Uh, and so we can get some young people involved and yeah they they sense like I have my mind thinks this way and works this way and I can see it and it's uh and it all comes together, and then they, they take it to the next level. So they might uh, explore Grand Rapids Community College or other yeah. trades organizations that can give them the more formal training that they need if they're gonna apply it on a trades basis. Uh, we make it an intentional effort to, uh, to bring in uh, high school groups and, and others as soon as we can, as early as we can, to at least expose them to these opportunities. Uh, to get their mind thinking that not everybody is, is cut out to go to college, uh, and these are professions that uh, still require smart people. And it just it allows you to use your brain and your hands and you can make a really good living. You sure um, can It's
1: a great access to becoming an entrepreneur also. HBA's got a whole initiative for trying to bring people into the industries. Um, some of our partners are, are highly involved in. I know Zealand Lumber has been. And, um, you know, again, the community college program is phenomenal. I know a young lady who, uh, very bright, but college just wasn't for her. Uh, she's an electrician now and uh, she's dynamite, loving it. And it, what a great program. And they really have done some good things after the crash of 2008. You know, why would anybody go into this industry? But um, now it's back. It's strong. And, you know, as I said earlier, what a great way to own your own business. There aren't that many opportunities that you can start on a shoestring, um, but you can do
0: it. What you guys do is, is a pretty wide net, a big scope. But how do people get involved a how do they become people who you will do services for how do i get you to come out to my home and then that follow-up question is if i want to help you guys i want to volunteer what is what does that look like
2: as far as our repair program um that is income restricted so uh, the best way to to research that is first of all be a homeowner in kent county we get a lot of interest outside of Kent County because people find us on the web and they go, this is amazing. Um, but there really is only one home repair services and it is restricted to Kent County, Michigan. <laughs> there could so, be only uh, there one needs one. to be more of us. Yeah, <laughs> there needs to be more of us, but uh, there's not. Um, so if you're a homeowner in Kent County, go to our website. We have an income table guidelines on there and you can and quickly find where you fall and uh, if you qualify Yeah, it's pretty simple to get registered with us and once you're registered, you're good for a whole year and so any any repairs that come along during that year, you can just give us a call. As far as the self-help programs, as I mentioned, those are a little different. Those are open to any income level. Um, We do still focus on Kent County primarily for those um, and really there's there's no cost involved. You just need to have the dream and desire to improve your skills first and then your house second and uh, we make that available to anybody and again the best way to do that is access it via the website uh, or find us on Facebook and you'll learn quite a bit right then and there. As far as volunteering, um, you know we're a unique organization that uh, we we try to find opportunities from low skills to high skills. So uh, you know Eastbrook is a high school group and uh, we, we appreciate their ability to build ramps for us um, and we do work with corporate groups who uh, say, hey, we'd love to send you six volunteers. What would you do with them? You probably would have them involved in building a wheelchair ramp. Or we've got a cabinet shop here where we manufacture kitchen cabinets for those homeowners that are trying to get kitchens done and uh, trying to do it on a reasonable budget. So that's another way that we can get corporate folks involved. Uh, and then we have regular volunteers who say, you know what, I wanna go into someone's home and make their, help them make the home a little better than it was and have that interaction with a client. So these are folks who have some skills, maybe in electrical or plumbing or, or general carpentry and say, just to make themselves reg- regularly available to us. So I think we have a little bit of something for everybody. And that's one of the unique things about, I think West Michigan is uh, we have corporate partners like Eastbrook uh, who not only say, how can we help financially? Let's say, how do we help you with some bodies and and get more work done and and make sure that our folks
0: uh, get a chance to interact with with the clients so they see the value in that. This time of year, you know, if people are homeowners and we're, you know, we're going from summer to fall and then we have that like fake fall early summer (laughs) is back, then winter shows up. What sort of things should people be on the lookout for?
1: Well, definitely if it, it, it appears unsafe, I mean, there's always rotting that happens over the years and whether the right materials were used the first time or not, uh, that would be number one. But, you know, like I said, a lot of our involvement is just when people due to health issues are housebound. And even though we've all just experienced some of that with the pandemic, you know, it's one thing to when you can get out of their house, another when you just plain can't. So that's a big thing. So, you know, that's been our major involvement um, in it. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure I said that, you know, home repair services makes it really easy to volunteer. If I go way back, you used to never quite understand the project. You weren't sure if you had enough material and they have really taken it to the next level that the material is there. They're there to uh, make sure they get you something else. A lot of time the posts are in the ground and it's something that you can digest in a certain amount of time a planned amount of time so they really make it easy i would encourage anybody who has an interest to contact home repair services because it's you know it's funny when you do volunteer work you never think you have time for it but once you do it you wonder why you're not doing it more and like i said it's a classy organization they make you feel comfortable right away they don't put you in a situation that you can't be successful in and it's and it's always been a great feeling. app.
0: do you have a specific need right now? Is there something that you guys would love to fill that we could reach out right now and have people reach out to to you guys? Our biggest um, uh, wait list right now in terms of skilled mm-hmm. tradespeople
2: that could really help us um, move the needle as volunteers would be electrical. So if, uh, if we had some some electrical firms out there saying, you know what, I've been listening to this and I love what Brad just said, like. You know, yeah, we always feel so good when we do it. It's just getting it on the calendar, right? So if you're, if you're in that spot and you want to say, how can you really help the needle, move the needle in our community, if you could reach out to us, if you've got electrical skills, we could really use your, your help. Uh, and it's not major stuff. We're talking about porch lights and, and uh, you know, some breakers, and we're not, not having you rewire a whole home. It's just troubleshooting some stuff in some really old homes but it can make a huge difference, you know, lighting up a basement for, for for an older client, you know, as they navigate those stairs, that's a safety issue. And we could add more light. So it's it's that's that kind of thing. So I'd say that's probably our number one thing right now.
0: And then, so if people want to reach out to you, what are the best ways for them to do that?
2: Um, they can go to our website, homerepairservices.org. And uh, there's a volunteer uh, tab there. They can click on that and then uh, that'll you know, navigate them through uh, the process and and we can start a conversation with them. Awesome.
0: Brad, Joel, thanks for the time, guys. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. A great afternoon. Big thanks to Brad and Joel for joining us today. And we'll catch you next time on another episode of At Home with Eastbrook Homes.